You're listening to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller on philliesnation.com. What's going on, everybody? This is the Phillies Nation podcast. I'm your host, Ty Daubert. As always, I'm joined by Johnny Heller. And on today's episode, we have a very special guest for you guys. Uh, Joining us on this podcast is Eric Miller. He was the fourth round uh, pitching pick for the Phillies in this past year's draft. Um, And we're, we're very happy to have Eric on the pod. Eric, how are you doing, man? I'm good. How are you? Uh, I'm I'm great. Like I said, we're very excited to have you on. Uh, we appreciate you coming on. So, Johnny, why don't you uh, why don't you get right into the questions? Sure. Um, so, uh, just to start things off, Eric, uh, for those listening who who might not be all that familiar with you, uh, who in Major League Baseball would you liken your your game to? Oh. Um... That's kind of a tough question. I know a lot of people try to ask me or they say, like, if I try to mold my game after somebody or who I try to kind of replicate it after. Um, I don't really know if there's one guy I can, I can say that it kind of comes down to. I mean, I think that anybody that has, like, a pretty um, pretty good fastball slider combination as a lefty is a pretty good, pretty good um, comp, I guess. But there's not really one guy I think that I can point to. All right. And then just just a, a, another question: um, Who did you idolize uh, growing up and watching baseball? Um, I think probably one of my favorite guys to watch and still to watch is is Kershaw. Just because I mean I think most lefties would agree with that. Um, or if they're not, then I'm not sure why they don't. But I think he's. Um, I can kind of just appreciate the way that he's been able to kind of mold himself and change, you know, what he has available now. Um, you know, he's not able to just you know, blow fastballs by guys anymore with his um, with what he certainly does. So now he's kind of been able to, um, you know, change his arsenal to better fit his current game. Um, and just the way that he is consistent year in year out is one of the best pitchers in the game. I think it's something that any pitcher would try to mold themselves after and to uh, be able to be that consistent for such a long time. Um, and from what I've seen and heard about his work ethic is just apparently off the charts and kind of just um, the gold standard. So that's something, too, that I take a lot of pride in is trying to have a, a good work ethic because I think um, you know a lot of things come from that. So he's probably my favorite guy. Um, Eric, so obviously, like we said, this past year, the Phillies selected you in the draft. Um, when when was the first time that you kind of heard from the Phillies, and what was that process like? And when did you finally know uh, that the Phillies would be taking you in the draft? Yeah, I know when I when I met with the Northern California area scout um, in the the fall before my junior season, that I could tell that. He, he really liked me a lot. I know he had a good relationship with my agent. Um, and he said he was, you know, he was really hoping to, to be able to get the, the Philly to take me. Um, so I knew there was a decent chance that he would try to push me to get taken. Um, and I think, I mean, I didn't, I didn't really know until, I mean, probably 10, 15 minutes before I got picked, I knew that there was, the possibility after once the fourth round started that they would maybe look at taking me, and I really didn't. I didn't know until it actually happened. So it was it wasn't a lot of heads up, which I think that's kind of you know that's how it is really, unless you're the top you know first round maybe second round guy. But um, 
yeah, um, you know, it was kind of just in the spur of the moment, but a little bit stressful, but, you know, I was very happy. Um, how have your experiences in, in professional ball with the Phillies organization um, so far, how have they been different from your time in college ball at Stanford, and what are kind of some of the things that you have access to with the Phillies that you maybe didn't have in amateur ball? Yeah, I think um, I think professional baseball, honestly, it, it kind of it, it sets up and it suits me probably a little bit more better than uh, collegiate baseball does, just because um, you know I think kind of having consistency to be able to throw every five days, and then the biggest thing for me is just the amount of time you get, which can um, if you don't know what to do or you don't know how to use it, can be a bit of a downfall. But just to know every day that I can have you know, hours on end to, to work on some things is something that you just, you don't really have in collegiate baseball unless you're coming, you know, earlier in the day with, but with classes and stuff, it's just, you just don't have the time that I do now. Um, so to be able to come to the park and know that I can, I can get the solid days work in and I can feel comfortable and happy with what I've done. It's probably been the biggest thing so far. And I think has allowed, it's certainly been helpful with a lot of, um, the things that the Phillies have wanted me to do. There's certainly been a lot of changes that they've tried to incorporate or push me to, to make um, that they would feel like would better suit me. And, it's, and so far, it's been really good. So to have all the, you know, the time um, and then just the support around me from the different pitching coaches and coordinators and stuff has been really good. Um, and just everybody's been on the same page, which, made it, which has made it very easy for me. Um, that's probably been one of my you know, favorite things so far about the organization is just the continuity that, that's been shown through you know, multiple different levels, and, um, you know, it's it's not one guy doing his own, his own thing. They've all kind of got the same game plan. To kind of build off of that, um, you know, baseball has changed in the last few years just in terms of the amount of information that's available and, and the new technology. So um, are you someone that prefers to work uh, uh, on things more traditionally, or do you like to use that that new technology and information? And you know, if so, what kind of things have you um, been able to get access to that you might not have had access to before? Um, I think access wise, you know, we well, I feel like every every team now is has access to. There's just you know, there's so many different stats out there. You know, whether it be this metrics, you know, looking at heat maps of what pitches guys do damage against in certain counts, um, what they're what they're trying to do in certain counts. Um, there's just there, there's so many things out there now that that are available to us. Which to a degree, I probably you know I had available in college. We you know we had we had a pretty good technology. I'd say you know it's a pretty elite school. I think um, no, so we were pretty lucky to have a lot of stuff available to us. But um, I think that now. Or going to the question as far as what do I do? I, I like to. I mean, I like to know certain things about each hitter, what they're trying to do. Um, I don't think necessarily right now. Maybe at the you know the lower levels, I'm really trying to kind of dive into guys because the chances are, especially this past half season, I'm only going to face a guy one time a year. Um, so there's really no. There wasn't really a point to me to try like really look at you know advanced metrics of of the guy, but. I like to know certain things of you know whether it's, you know, is he aggressive, is he not aggressive, um, is he doing damage against a certain pitch and a certain count, little things that can have a big effect. Um, just so I have a, a few a few notes or you know a few things that I know in my head going against certain guys. Um, I'm just trying to keep it simple. I think if you try to go look at it a little bit too much, maybe you can get a little bit sidetracked of actually 
focusing on executing the pitch, which at the end of the day is the biggest thing. Um, so for me, I try to keep it fairly simple. Um, I feel like that's that, that's just kind of how it works for me best. Um, who who are some of the coaches in the Phillies organization or instructors that that you have worked with so far into into your career? And what are kind of some of the philosophies or maybe specific things um, regarding you that they've emphasized or had you work on? Yeah, the, the guy I've probably worked with the most is Hector Berrios. He's a pitching coach at, um, in Williamsport. Um, and he's kind of, I mean, he's kind of known for working on guys' mechanics. And I think there's, there's a reason they kind of wanted me to, to get to him so they could start to implement some of the things that they wanted me to do. There's certainly not a certain way that the Phillies want every pitcher to throw, but there are certain things without throughout the motion that they're trying to emphasize or they feel like can help everybody. Um, and whether it just be, you know, a certain way that when you're, you know, once you lift your leg up, how how you set your hips is kind of like a big thing they have. Um, that's just one of the things they talk about. There's something like that where they try to get every every guy to do it because they know that it's. So that helps with you with power, repeatability, consistency, stuff like that. But that you know, when you go out there, obviously every guy's not throwing the exact same. But um, Hector Barris is probably the guy I worked with the most when I was down in Williamsport for five or six weeks, and I got to work with him a little bit more when I came back to the instructional league. Um, he probably had the biggest impact uh, so far. He took I don't know, a lot of time out of his day. If you wanted to go out there before the game and you know, do dry work for two or three hours and he's, you know, he would stay out there and do stuff with you. Um, and I think he kind of pushed me a little bit to keep working on stuff. And I think he was able to understand, or we kind of had an agreement that I just, that I would put a lot of the work in and we saw the, the results on the field that kind of came. And I think I've got a pretty good relationship so far. Um, we've kind of been able to understand how each other, how we work best with each other. Um, so he's definitely someone, you know, I worked with a lot and uh, looking forward to seeing again spring training. Is there anything else that you're, you're looking to add to your game in the future? Um, I mean, I think for right now, the biggest thing I'm just trying to do is, you know, cement the things that they've had me work on. Um, specifically kind of some mechanical things, because I, I think that doing some of the things that they wanted me to do, I was able to be more consistent, throw more strikes, walk less guys, all the things that um, in the past have held me back and that, you know, have kind of been, those have been the knocks on me that, you know, I don't, you know, not, doesn't throw a ton of strikes, walks a lot of guys, um, you know, it's like, hey, the, the stuff is there, but can you actually put it all together? And kind of doing some of the things that they wanted, I was able to, you know, do well in all those areas. And I was able to, you know, put together a lot of good performances over the summer. And I think as time goes on, I keep working on, some of that stuff that it's just going to get better and better. So um, I wouldn't say I'm really trying to add anything right now. I think it's more of just kind of in the, the motion of trying to cement things that have, you know, only had a couple months to work on uh, going forward. Um, so, you know, throughout your career, for the most part, you have been a starter, but uh, in the GCL Williamsport and, and in Lakewood, you, you spent time, uh, as both a starter and a little bit as a reliever, is do you prefer being a starter versus a reliever? Um, and would you be opposed to being a reliever? I know coming out of the draft, some people thought that your stuff might play up a little bit uh, coming out of the bullpen. 
So is that something that you think would fit you in the future, or are you kind of set on trying to remain a starter? Yeah, I think I certainly would, would like to start, and that is my plan is to start. Um, if the Phillies believe that I can help the big league club by being a reliever, then by all means, I will relieve. Um, so really, I mean, it's just kind of a, you know, what, what do they think is the best and what, however I can help out a team the most is what I'm going to do at the end of the day. Certainly, like I said, I have kind of my preferences. I would much rather prefer to start. Um, and, you know, while I did relieve over the summer, you know, as a piggyback starter, I, I, it, for me, it was definitely the, the days that I actually was a true starter. Um, I felt a lot more comfortable than having to come out of the pen because I, you know, I haven't, I've never really relieved my life. I probably, altogether, between college and some collegiate summer stuff, I've probably had maybe five to six relief appearances the past three or four years. So I really don't have a lot of experience at it. And it's something that definitely takes some time to kind of figure out what works best for you. And I just, I don't, I haven't had that experience to do that. Um, so I definitely was a little bit more uncomfortable doing that. Um, so they, I mean, they, they explained why they have the piggyback system in place. It's because, you know, when you have guys that are coming up to the major level and you're a starter, there's a, lot of, there's a good time that you might, or a good chance that you might have to come out of the pen, you know, when you first make it up there. Um, if you're not always starting. So they want guys to be comfortable doing that, which, I, you know, it makes sense to me, and I totally understand that. Um, but like I said, I, I definitely prefer to, to keep starting, but um, I'm definitely not going to say no if they want me to relieve. So you said that they kind of explained why they do the piggyback system, just so you're comfortable with both. But um, have you talked to the organization about about um, what your role might be going forward or is it kind of they just want you to be comfortable doing both and you you're going to work on doing both yeah i think they just want me to be comfortable doing both i know i haven't you know i certainly haven't just sat down and asked them hey are you guys want me to be a starter reliever um that's just something i'm just going to keep going out there and do what they tell me to do and um you know like i said whatever they see fit for me i'll end up doing that but i think it's just like i said find that comfortability between starting and relieving um, there's some guys who, you know, they're guys who've done both and it's a little bit easier for them in the past. And they're, you can tell the guys that are normal starters, it's maybe a little bit harder for them. Um, but I think it's just something that, you know, as the season keeps going, as they get more time and, you know, more reps out there doing it, I'll be, I'll be more comfortable with it. I'm, I'm not worried about that, but, um, yeah, it's just kind of just getting more experience with it is really all I think it comes down to. Yeah. So we just have a, a couple more questions before we wrap things up here. Um, so what was your favorite memory from your first year of pro ball? Oh, um, I mean, I think just the, I mean, I've seen a lot. I mean, just the first, the first time I threw, even though it was, you know, it's in a, it was in a GCL game at the complex and we were playing the other Phillies team. So, I mean, it was, it really almost is like a scrimmage, honestly. Like calling it an actual kind of like real game is is a bit of a stretch, honestly. But um, just throwing in that and coming in, where it was on July fourth, easy day for me to remember. Um, that was just that was pretty special. And I think being able to to go up to Lakewood for the last you know three weeks or so kind of it, it meant a lot to me, just because I think it was I don't know or I don't. I feel like they probably didn't plan on having me go up there. I think I was I was kind of told my age and stuff. I, I had a pretty good idea that I would just stay in Williamsport for the whole summer. 
um, after I got a couple innings down DCL. But I think them seeing that I was advancing quickly um, as a, you know, kind of doing what they were, were having me work on, and I was able to get a lot of good results and string together, you know, five, six, seven really good outings in a row. Um, and kind of getting up to, to low A to a full season club, it kind of felt like at that point that I was really kind of getting into, you know, what the what a real the real minor league experience was at that point. And I feel like I kind of accomplished something more than what they thought what they thought I was going to do, and more than I thought I was probably going to do in that first half season. So even though I was only there for you know 15 games, and I only made a couple, you know, two starts, um, it kind of it meant a lot to me, um, and hopefully that you know I can keep that moving forward. Um, like you said, you want to keep that, keep that going, going forward. Um, what are, what are some of the goals that you have for yourself for this upcoming season? I think it's really reiterated on a lot already. Um, it's just, that's that's how much it means to me. It's just trying to, just trying to keep taking what they're telling me, um, what they want me to keep working on and the things that I learned this past summer and just getting better at them because, I could tell just from the you know two or three months that I was doing that um, this past summer that if I you know kind of put the pieces together and especially the games where I was kind of feeling like I was really clicking on all cylinders, you know, doing some of the stuff they wanted me to, where those are some of the best games. So, um, and I don't have any. There's nothing, certainly nothing, you know, numerically or statistically that I have a goal for. There's no team, there's no level that I'm you know, holding myself to that I feel like I need to get at or I need to start at. Because I feel like at that point, then you're just setting yourself up to, to, be, to be upset or to be let down. Um, and that's not really, that's not the point of minor league baseball. The point of you're down there is to develop. So for me, my main goal is just to keep developing as a player. Um, and I feel like that's, you know, that's kind of what holds the, that's the key for me is that if I can develop to the ability that I know that I can, um, you know, I'll be able to get to the place that I want to. So, uh, so thanks again for coming on. We just have one last question and then we'll wrap things up. Um, what would you want to tell any Phillies fans who may be listening about yourself and what can they expect, uh, from you this season and moving forward? Um, I mean, I think for me, I'd just like to, I mean, just kind of describe myself, you know, on the field, um, very high end competitor i'm not someone you know i feel like if you come out and you see me pitch you're probably not you're not going to see a lot emotionally from me um i'm pretty try to keep myself pretty even keel um i feel like i do a pretty good job of kind of holding myself in check um but i think off the field or you know i'm not on the mound someone i like to think that i'm someone who's like i talked about before the, the work ethic is extremely high and I've put you know extremely amount of or a lot, a lot of importance into that um, to know that that is what's going to help me you know get to the next level and it's going to help me you know get to the get to the big league club um, and be able to help that team out so I think just um, a guy that you know I know I know that I have a lot of ability but I know that I have a long way to go as far as developing that um, and I know that, you know, if I keep working as hard as I am, then sooner rather than later, then I'm going to kind of get to the to the point where, um, you know, there's not much left that can get in my way of, you know, getting me to where I want to go. Awesome. Eric, thank you so much. Uh, this interview, I think, went really well. I had a really good time doing this with you. I'm sure Johnny feels the same way. 
Um, so yeah, thanks for, for hopping on the Phillies Nation podcast. I hope you had a good time too. Yeah, thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on. It means a lot. Yep, no problem. Hopefully we could talk to you again sometime. Uh, best of luck for this upcoming season. We're definitely going to be following you. Thank you. You can listen to the Phillies Nation podcast with Ty Daubert and Johnny Heller every Wednesday on philliesnation.com and all streaming services.